ladies, welcome to today's podcast, where we keep blossoming. We are talking all things from love, relationships, faith, wellness, entrepreneurship, and so much more. Sit back, get comfortable, and blossom with us today. Welcome to the Blossoming Podcast. So today we are here at the Foundation Hotel in Detroit. And I'm excited because I have a very special guest with me. What's up? Yo. <laughs> Man. Welcome. Good? It is Q Morgan. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am so excited to have you here. No, I appreciate the opportunity. I know you've had some incredible guests thus far, and I'm just glad to kind of be in the roster. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome. So I'm going to give a little give a little bio okay. and tell a little bit about you. Let's see what it sounds like. <laughs> yes. So Q Morgan is one of the most energetic, passionate, and conversational millennial leaders of today. He was licensed as a minister at the age of 17 years old in which he began his journey of preaching, implementing, and restructuring church for millennials. Q developed his very own radio show in 2015 called The Q Morgan Show to create a space where millennials could share their products, passions, and perspectives. His show now airs in Michigan, New Jersey, Chicago, and the United Kingdom. Dope. He... <laughs> Is also he is also the former host of Millennial Meal, which was featured on the Word Network with over 1.2 million Facebook followers. Q has been recognized by his community and honored by BuzzFeed and Bank of America. Q currently consults for Chevrolet and continues to carry art of conversation through all platforms. You know what's so funny? My friend wrote that, and I was like, dang, bro, like... You make me sound so legit. Yes. That's what's up. <laughs> it sounds so good. Like, Man. can he write my bio? <laughs> no, but it's like, it's crazy because every time I hear that, like, I have a hard time taking it all in because, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I feel like it's hard to, like, really boast and be like, oh, yeah, I did this or I did that. Like, you yeah, know, because we're definitely. so taught to just be humble. Right. Like, be yes. calm. That is so true. Like, we want to be humble and we want to have that, like, you know, I'm not trying to show off who I am, but yeah. then also own your dopeness. Exactly. When you dope, you dope. That's real. When you walk in the room, let your presence be known, you know? So, but I feel like keeping that humbleness at heart, like, you know who you are. You know you're yeah. a humble individual, but also own that dopeness. You gotcha. are dope. You're a dope individual. So, I got you. yes. Okay, that's what's definitely. up. Definitely. <laughs> so, so excited because today we are talking about um, giving our black men grace. And we're talking about healing as a black man. And I think this topic is so important to talk about from a man's perspective. Um, A lot of times, you know, as women, we have these conversations with our homegirls and we talk about how, you know, black men need this, how they got to have this. And just men in general, not even black men, just looking at men in general when we're dating, like they got to have, we got this list and men has to reach. And, um, but I think, um, looking at you and seeing how you have been very open about healing as a black man. Mm-hmm. And um, at the beginning of this year, you had a webinar and yeah. it was called Healing the Heart. Yeah. And I think it was amazing to create that space for, you know, that transparent conversation about dealing with the ugly parts of ourselves and dealing mm-hmm. with breakups and dealing with um, emotions that we don't necessarily always want to face. Yeah. So as a black male who has, you know, been doing the work, 
talk about it. Kind of talk more about your, you know, what you've been doing. It's funny. Like, that that challenge, everything about Heal the Heart was birthed out of a real rough season for me. Mm-hmm. You know, last year I lost my grandmother and dealing with grief was crazy. And then coming into this year, finding out, you know, that the relationship I thought was heading towards marriage was mm-hmm. actually ended in destruction. Yeah. And we ended up splitting out of nowhere. And, I mean, she just had a different kind of taste for something different. And yeah. I had to accept it, right? Yeah. And I was like, man, here I am in love with this person who's not in love with me, wanting somebody who doesn't want me, and mm-hmm. then still grieving over the fact that somebody who I love has now left. Right. What do I do? How do I heal from this? How do I grow from this? Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, just trying to drink myself under the table. I remember just trying to lose control. But somehow, like, life wouldn't let me. Yeah. And life was like, you know what? You got to do better. And I was like, all right, cool. What do I have to do? Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to call some friends that I trust and have conversations about, like, hey, how do I handle this? How do I actually mm-hmm. deal with this? And it wasn't until, like, I went to therapy and started doing yoga and working out more yeah. and all of these different things. Even the things that I was ingesting into my body as far as eating, I was very particular during my healing stage mm-hmm. because I was like, man, I really want to get this for real. Yeah. I don't want healing to be something I talk about. I want healing to be something I have. And I was sparked by that that journey to create this challenge, to create this opportunity where other people could have casual conversations, right. be honest about what they've gone through, and ultimately heal from those things. Yes, that is amazing. Yeah, I so think, I'm like, let's heal the heart in 2019. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I think it is so amazing for a man to do that and be so vulnerable to yeah. talk about being in a you know being heartbroken and no, it's funny my ex she was like man you you so vulnerable about it you so yeah. transparent you you talking too right, much about it yeah. i'm like bro if talking about it frees me why mm-hmm. would i stay bottled up and Yo, keep it locked in no don't right? do that and so because so many people do because yeah. she's used to men bottling that up and just never talking about exactly. it that's what she's used to but you are going outside of the norm you are yeah. doing something that like it goes against societal norms people are not used to um somebody being vulnerable and um, from a man's perspective about being hurt it's yeah. a lot of women empowerment but that man empowerment is what's wow. lacking and so the fact that you took a step out on faith to just be open about it yeah. is it's probably making her feel some type of way she's like yeah. what is wrong with him yeah, why is he real. feeling so you know, open to talk about something like this. So I think it is just amazing that you did that because it creates this place for, you know, other men to step up and be like, I need to heal too. Because so many times people are not going to talk about being heartbroken. Um, And it's, your story is literally like the the reflection of mine. Like as, you know, from a woman, I was heartbroken. Like he cheated on me and that's how she's blossoming came about because I was in such of a dark place and God had to tune me and fine tune me to create this, you know, healing and for me to become the woman I am today, I would literally not be the woman I am today if he didn't cheat on me. And at the time when I was in that relationship, I'm like, I, this is, this sucks. But I didn't ever think that I would get to the point where I would be grateful for what happened. And it's like, now I can be like, I'm grateful because I'm able to help other people get through the process that I had to go through. And that's that's the beautiful thing. You'd be like, man, out of the mess, a mission was created, mm-hmm. right? And yes. I have people reaching out to me, men who are who work in social work, like, mm-hmm. yo, bro, like, I struggle with depression. I yeah. have people messaging me like, 
from Arkansas, like, yo, I cut myself and I'm in ministry. And I'm wow. like, whoa, what? Yeah. Like, like real screenshots I can yeah. show you right now. Yeah. Like, I'm like, man, like, I'm sparking a conversation beyond where I live, mm-hmm. beyond my geographical location. Like, people are opening up and being honest and saying, like, man, like, you mm-hmm. know, even today at church, my pastor was like, bro, we all have something that has hurt us. Yes. And many of us are still carrying that hurt around. Yeah. And it was just so amazing to see that other people were like, man, I'm, I've been going through too. And yeah. I've been hurting too. And just yeah. being able to open a conversation. Yes, for sure. I think in today's time with millennials being more open to talk about mental health, I think it's amazing because so many times, and as being Christians, you know, yeah. people like hide that. Like yeah. God oh, got me. Sure. I'm good. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's like, no, like, yeah, God got you, but you also are human. Exactly, right? And you also have feelings <laughs> and you have yeah. emotions that you have to deal with and you have to talk about. So, so many times I think we like, we hide behind depression because we don't want people to think that we oh, yeah. are weak. And it's like, no, it's not that you're weak. It's that you're human. Like this, all the stuff that you are facing is normal. It's nothing that nobody else has felt, but it's something that somebody else didn't want to talk about. And in our community as black people, so many times our families hide that depression is real. So I didn't know about my grandfather dealt with anxiety and depression for many years. Pastor. Um, Didn't find out till I was open to my mom about me being depressed and things. And she was like, you know. Her and my aunt told me one day, like, you know, your grandfather dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression and things like that. And other people in our family did. And I'm like, what? So you mean to tell me? I'm thinking that I'm alone. I'm thinking that this is something that I'm facing by myself. Like, nobody else faced this before. And it it feels like the world is on your shoulders because you're like, why do I feel so, you know, dark? Why do I feel so alone? And if only I knew that somebody else in my own circle, family was facing yeah. similar problems, maybe I would have felt like it was I was okay. Man. Maybe I wouldn't have felt like I didn't want to be here any longer. Maybe I wouldn't have had those emotions because I was able to connect with somebody else. Yeah. Going to church every Sunday but still feeling disconnected. No, I was, I was there, right? And yeah. when you... You know, one of the things I said to myself is I never want to lead and believe at the same time. And yeah. I've watched a lot of leaders uh, in ministry, man, just like straight leading but hurting. Mm-hmm. They don't have a relationship with their kids. They are, you know, they've been cheated on by their wives. They don't even sleep in the same bed as their wives. Yeah. They, they go to separate houses. I've, I've watched, you know, people in ministry not have relationships with their fathers, not yeah. be cool with their moms, you know, wow. brothers and sisters falling out, all these different things. And yeah. I said... I never wanted to be a leader that leads and bleed. And that's why healing and seeking therapy was so important for me mm-hmm. and in my life. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think that is so amazing. And I applaud you. And I say thank you for having that courage to create the space and talk about it. Because yeah. so many times, it's just so many men out there who go on with life and, you know, go from relationship to relationship yeah. and carry that weight. Exactly. You know, it's like... Hurt people hurt people. Most definitely. You know, and if we don't deal with what we're hurting with, like somebody who hurt us, if we don't deal with that, we're going to carry that on into the next person. And then wondering, oh my gosh, wondering why it's not working. You're talking so good (laughs) because like, that's one thing I I said. I'm like, man, I got to deal with these demons now. Mm -hmm. I got to conquer this depression, this anxiety, these suicidal thoughts. I have to conquer these things now. Yeah. I mean, hurt people hurt hurt people and, you know, broken people break people. Mm, Right. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I want to deal with it now so that my children don't have to deal with it. So that my wife doesn't have to carry this 
or deal with this. Let me handle it now in my singleness so that even in my next relationship, Mm -hmm. I'm better. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want to stun on my ex. You know, like, (laughs) I want to be, like, so good that I'm not even, you know, consumed or controlled by the things that used to affect me. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. And also, looking at it in a sense of, like, a lot of times we look to other people to make us happy. So yeah. once you ended that one relationship, you might go into the next one with like, okay, this is going to be better because this person is going to draw happiness for, yeah. to me. And it's like, we cannot do that. Not at all. Because when you carry that weight of trying to have someone else bring you happiness, yeah. it's like, Everything they do will irritate you. For sure. It will like, sure. and then you will be upset. But they say the the worst relationships are the relationships after the one that you just got hurt from. Mm. They're like, man, it's the worst and it's the hardest because mm-hmm. now you have so many walls. Mm-hmm. You're so guarded. And then yeah. that person has to fight past those things. Yo. And then at the same time, you're like, man, can I even trust you? Yo. You know? Yes. Like, you know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, <laughs> that's so true. I had to work on that in therapy because mm. I was... um. So, like, once I felt like I was ready to date again, I was, like, yeah. telling my therapist, like, I think I'm ready to, like, start dating again. How'd you know you were ready? Because I don't think I'm ready right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, honestly, I felt like I was, like, I'm no longer concerned about that person no more. Okay. I'm content with where I am. I'm okay. happy with what I'm doing. My focus is what I'm doing. And I'm also open to being social. Because at one point during mm. my heartbreak, I was not open to being social. Yeah. Not even with my just platonic friends. I'm like, I don't want to talk to none of y'all. Well, like, yeah, that's real. But, <laughs> but once I got to the place where I was open to being social and I was open to, I was content. I was content in mm. where I was. That's where I knew I was like, okay, I can potentially entertain someone. Gotcha. Maybe not on a serious, serious, <laughs> yeah. but I was just entertaining. Yeah, you know, like going out you. on dates. I can I can kick yeah, it. That's real. And um, once I was going out and I would go back to therapy and I would tell her about it and I would be like, I just feel like he just lying. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Like, like on the wow. first first day meeting him, I'm like, yeah. I just think he lying. She's like, what is he lying about? I was like, I don't know. I don't think he's genuine. And she's wow. just like, and she was like, Larissa, you are still concerned about, you're blocking it. Like yeah. you're still focused on someone hurting you rather than someone loving you. You're looking at how are they going to hurt me? Like my eyes was always looking at like, how is this person going to make me feel bad? How are they going to hurt me? Versus looking at how can they love me and how can I relax and let him love me? I was like, no, what he going to do next? Like, hold on. Like, yeah. Everything was like a trigger. Like, oh, he didn't call. So what's up? He gotta be cheating. <laughs> he gotta be cheating. Who house he at? I am he be Because for real, because my ex was such a good liar wow. that I didn't even see it coming. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was like that. So when I and I was telling her, I was like, he lied so well that it was like I was blind. Yeah, you know, even the lies. Yeah, I believe the I believe the lies. Even after he tried to like convince me that it didn't happen when I had physical proof. He still was able to manipulate me to think that he wasn't lying. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, it's right here on the phone. Like, That's how real. am I? That's real. Like, but he was such a manipulator that I was just believing, you know, Man. I was believing his lies. I was believing that it was true. And so when I began to date again, it was like I was always concerned. I was like, yeah. maybe he's fronting. Like, and sh- so I had to understand that I could not allow my past to hinder my future exactly right and i needed more time yeah (laughs) (laughs) i had to go back yeah and that's what like man my therapist you know she was saying like time is of the essence Mm -hmm. and you have to learn that at some point in your life 
you've got to just be free. Mm-hmm. You got to just live, and mm-hmm. you got to just walk in your truth. Yeah, and you got to accept where you are so that you can go to where you desire to go. And I'm just like, that is my mindset. Like, all right, this yeah. happened to me. Mm-hmm. I went through it. She broke my heart. Yeah, this person left. This friend stopped calling me. Yeah, I went to New York. I came back. Right, I went yeah. to Cali. I can't. Yeah. I mean, like here I am. What am I going to do next? What mm-hmm. is life going to look like for me next? And healing is always a priority. Yeah, that's good. So my question, I have a question. Okay, so okay. looking at, you know, your life and how you've came along through the process, when you were open about going to therapy, what kind of like like were people like, "Oh, you in therapy?" Like what's going mm. on? Like what was the what was the conversation that people had with you when you yeah. were open about that at first? Because I know for me, like, people was like, oh, like, my family, like, it's something different. Like, I had yeah. asked my dad to go to therapy with me years ago. He like, I ain't going to no therapy. We just going to talk it out right here in the exactly. living room. And, like, like you know, being coming from a black man, they like, uh-uh, we just yeah. going to talk this out right here. We don't need no other body, nobody else's opinion. Exactly. So um, just, like, how did that, how was that? It was definitely a transition. You know, I'll say as as a conversationalist and a catalyst for, like, the hashtag you good man movement, mm-hmm. like, I think therapy is so crucial and mm-hmm. it's so critical and it's so important mm-hmm. um, because some of the things I told my therapist, I could never say to my dad. Yeah. I could never say to my mom. Yeah. I could not tell my ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? And I had to be open and transparent about that so mm-hmm. that I could be free. But when I was open and said, hey, y'all, I just checked myself into this 15-week therapy session mm-hmm. and this is kind of what I'm doing on social media. Like, I had a lot of people like, hey, is everything okay? What's mm-hmm. going on? Like, people were very concerned. But on the mm-hmm. same hand, I had family members like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Why are you going to therapy? That's crazy. You wasted money. I'm like, insurance mm-hmm. covering everything, bro. Yeah. Like, till on me. But they like, <laughs> like, why are you going to therapy? Like, what's the point of that? And digital, why don't you just kind of like save that and work it out, man? Mm-hmm. You good. You know, and even like from a man perspective, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, when, when I found out everything about like my ex, like it broke my heart. I was crying, right? Mm-hmm. I was in tears. And my dad, like, what you crying for? Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. you the catch. You the man. Like, yeah. you the boss. Like, what you mean? Like, right. And I'm like, bro, but regardless of me being the man, me being the catch, me being the boss, it still hurts. Yeah. And I don't know how to deal with the hurt, bro, mm-hmm. because in, in in the society that we live in, we don't teach men how to process. Yeah. We don't, nobody's sitting down with their son like, this is how you deal with hurt. This mm-hmm. is how you deal with fear. This yeah. is how you deal with anxiety. Yeah. Like, nobody talks about the process no. of it. And so then we got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we become pissed and we come upset and then we house all those things and then before you know it we lash out and I didn't want to carry all of these things from my past and this breakup and this grief and what my mama did and what my daddy did into my relationships and then I'm mm-hmm. lashing out on my wife. Yeah. And she's like, dang, why you mad at me? Why are you always angry? And why are you always upset? Mm-hmm. And so when I said I'm going to therapy, like everybody was like, yo, like why? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, because my healing is so important to me, mm-hmm. it's so critical, it's so crucial and what I don't want to do is for this to get to a point where you are coming to my funeral, right? Right. Because I know what suicidal thoughts can do to you. I know what depression can do to you. Mm -hmm. And I would rather get in front of it than to get behind it. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. (laughs) It's so important. And and with all that you said, it's like breaking that generational curse. Yeah, for sure. Like you breaking that curse of what our families wouldn't do. They didn't do the work. Yeah, they they did not want to. But it was like, you know, what happens in this house stays stays in this house. house. And I'm like, no, bro, if if what happens is hurting me and it's affecting my future Mm -hmm. and my money, I'm going to get help. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Like, and it was through therapy that I learned, like, oh, Q, you deal with, you know, it's like CEN, which is like childhood emotional neglect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even know that. But they were like, bro, like, that's that's kind of what you deal with. And I see it in the things that you do because, you know, I can tell that dad wasn't there yeah. and mom wasn't there. And yeah. you were missing that affection and that mm-hmm. affirming, that validation wow. that you needed. And yeah. so now in your adulthood, you are seeking those things yeah. unconsciously. Wow. And it, yeah. it just, it opens your mind. It does. Man. It really does It gives you a whole new perspective of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And you start seeing where those things, like those small little things you're you're dealing with, where it's coming from. You're like, yeah. oh wow, it's from my past. Exactly. Um, and I'm harvesting that into now. I'm yeah. I'm holding on to that, and I'm allowing that to just become a part of me. And I have to let it go. Exactly. You know, we have to pull those weeds. We got to do the work. Like yeah. I talk a lot about gardens because mm-hmm. I feel like our garden really represents our life. We can let weeds and stuff grow in our our garden, and it just becomes. A mess, yeah. but we have to pick those weeds, and we have to like renew and get rid of it, Man. and start over, and plant new seeds, and yeah. plant the right seeds. So, like, with you going to therapy, that's definitely creating new seeds being yeah. planted. So now you are now transforming and blossoming into the man that you are supposed to be and that will carry on into your children and your children's children because you will now create that conversation that your parents wasn't really willing to create wow you know so i look back and i'm like yes me and my parents were very open and transparent about a lot of things but when it comes to emotional health or like my well-being and being open about depression and anxiety it wasn't there i remember like being a kid and telling my mom like mom like I just feel so sad. Yeah. Like, I would have these moments every now and then where I would be like, Mom, I feel so sad. I don't know why I feel sad. And she'd yeah. be like, it's okay. Go pray about it. You know, yeah. God got you. We just going to pray. Like, let's just sit down and pray. Exactly. And granted, I thank my mom because if she would have ever put that on me, like, you depressed, baby. Like, imagine that as a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> like, imagine that. But, like, it's like I look back and be like, that's kind of where it came from. It was, st- it was there. Yeah. And I never really, like dealt with it then I just thought like oh it's a moment of sadness you know but as I got older and went to college and still was dealing with it and then went through a breakup and it just like yeah all came down to me I'm like oh nah some got to change and it's it's crazy <laughs> my therapist gave this analogy and she said you know Q you have to imagine all the things that you went through are like dirty rocks in a jar mm-hmm. and she was like and the more and more that you create positive moments you come to therapy you create opportunities for yourself to heal and get free she said it's like pouring water on those dirty wa- rocks mm-hmm. She said eventually what will happen is the dirt and the residue from the the rocks will eventually just wash off of them. Mm. And it doesn't negate the fact that the rocks are still there. The rocks will always be there, but the dirt and the residue that's on those rocks will eventually wash away. Wow. So we can't we can't that's change good. what happened, yeah. right? We can't no. change that Mm-mm. they broke our heart, they walked away, they mm-hmm. messed us over, they said we'll never make it, they said we'll never amount to anything. But mm-hmm. what we can do is pour positivity on those things and watch our lives go in a different direction. So I said to myself, I would yeah. rather that be the case for my life than it to go in a different way nice that's good that is so good i'm gonna carry that analogy (laughs) i'm gonna carry that with me i love it so those listening in i just um hope and pray that you guys do the work you know um a lot of times in the um things from our past carry along with us into our adulthood so look back and take a moment to um understand who you are and understand you know 
that you might need to go to therapy and talk to someone. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. Like, I'm so thankful I went to talk to somebody. I'm like, I can, like you said, there's things that you might, you talk to your therapist about that you yeah. wouldn't even talk about pe- to your close yeah. circle with. There's like, I can be so vulnerable with her and know it's not going to leave that room. And when I leave that room, it's a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. It feels good. And, and let me say this, like, when it comes to therapy, if you see somebody struggling, like, offer it, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes people don't know how to say, I need help. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a society where everybody just wants to cover up. Everybody mm-hmm. just wants to be the best or pretend. But sometimes those are the people who are often struggling the most. Yeah. And if you see somebody struggling or you see somebody going through or you see somebody dealing with something, say, hey, like, you need therapy or do you want to talk? Offer the opportunity. Yes, yes, that's good. Ask somebody. <laughs> yeah. For real, share it. Like, I'm a big believer on, like, giving and, sh- give, like, taking something and then giving it away. Like, yeah. you know, like, what I have, I can give to you exactly. in some type of way. So, looking at how us women, we be like, he got to have it together. Yeah. I don't want him if he ain't got it together. Yeah. And I talked a little bit about this with um, my homegirl on my last podcast, and we kind of touched on a little bit about how um, – men like we we have these expectations of how we want men to be like it's a list like <laughs> women, y'all, y'all do have a list <laughs> we really do it'd be like he needs to have this this and this and this and if he ain't got that then i don't want it right. but um i feel like god been dealing with me on that because i dated and i've dated men who had it all together and yeah. then i was like oh like he oh <laughs> like he think he too good like you're not all of that so it's like i've learned through dating like maybe i should give black men a little more grace yeah um and understand that guys who are working on themselves it's okay to potentially you know date them or give them an opportunity because we disqualify so many guys so (laughs) looking at that do you think black women or just Mm. women in general are too hard Mm. on our men you know it's crazy like when i start talking about this whole healing thing like i got a couple women like sliding into my dms hey what's up right and i didn't (laughs) realize that women like some women like men who are like vocal and vulnerable and open about like they like, oh, man, he's so open. And yes. I'm like, girl, you such a thought, right? Yeah. But, like, I realize that you all have these unrealistic expectations. Like, you know, he got to be good at dressing, good at cleaning, good at working out. He got to be good at making money. He got to be good mm-hmm. in the bed, good at head. Like, yeah. all these different things, you said right? It. And you, you just be like, man, like, can I actually live up to these things? Can I actually be half of these things that she wants? Mm-hmm. And I started to wonder, like, why do men in high positions date the clerk? Mm-hmm. Why do they date the woman at the bank? Why do they date the woman that works at Taco Bell? Because <laughs> she doesn't have all these yeah. expectations True. of this, yeah. how he has to be. Mm-hmm. She just want a good time and a taco. You feel yeah. me? And that's, <laughs> like, pretty much it. Right. But I feel like, you know, women who are entrepreneurs who are thought leaders who are creatives have such a high standard Mm -hmm. that men are like yo I would rather just get with the girl who doesn't require all that to mm-hmm. then to be pressured consistently on meeting this expectation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like wow. black women, y'all are like some beast when it comes to it because it's always, 
you know, the man feels so pressured to get because all she does is talk about what she needs. Mm. And never does she take the time to be like, yo, I appreciate you for just being a black man. Because the reality is, statistics say that 20% of black men, 20% of black men struggle with mental health illness and Mm -hmm. mental health issues. But imagine those same black men dealing with crazy black women, right? (laughs) Who are like (laughs) hounding them that they got to be a certain way, dress a certain way, drive a certain car. And to the man who doesn't have that or is working on that then he's like man like so i mean what i'm gonna do give me you know a kelly or a shelly i mean i just i'm confused Yo, so lower the expectations wild. give give men grace yeah he's not a bad guy because he doesn't drive a cadillac truck yeah he's not a bad guy because he doesn't have a mercedes like do working on him yeah you know and people we live in a society where everybody just wants the the good part right mm-hmm. nobody wants to go through the process or mm-hmm. of what it takes to get there yeah so you just want the man who already has the penthouse already mm-hmm. has the money already has the suits and the cars yeah. but what about the man who's grinding there because when he gets there he's gonna be like oh i don't want you because you didn't want me when i was at the bottom right. so you don't deserve to be with me at the top wow what? that was a whole word <laughs> and i mean you just taught me a lesson snap me in my place put my edges out and put them back okay? oh my god <laughs> And I'm just men don't yeah. men don't have lists. Women, do. yeah, yeah. We don't have listen. If she got a nice like, I, it was so funny. I was on a date and I tried to do it and see what it was like. Right, so I went on a date with this girl, and girls talking about like, yeah, I work here, I work there, mm-hmm. I have this business, I do hair X, Y, and Z, I have a brand, I've partnered with such and such, and the whole time I'm like, dang, girl got a nice shape. Like I'm not even listening <laughs> to what she's saying. I'm not paying any attention to what she's saying because yeah. she's trying to sell me, mm-hmm. and I don't need to be sold. I'm not right. attracted to the things. That you're attracted to, or that's yeah. not my focus. Right. I want to know you're a good person, that you can just talk and have casual conversation. Right. That it's not about all the things that I have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just about me. Yeah. But I think I, I, I totally get that. And I, I totally can see that perspective. And just coming from a hard working woman who is on her, you know, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it. Because I, I want it. I want more out of yeah. life than what I was given. So it's like, we have these expectations because our standards are high because it's like, I know what I have to offer. I know that I am a bomb chick and I don't deserve anything less. So we put ourselves in this position to want to receive somebody that is just at the same level. So when a man comes at me and he ain't even close, it's hard. It's whole hard to be like, how can I date you when you ain't even like trying? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I get it. We want to like, support and push and yeah. want them to be, you know, want our man to like step up. It's like, I'm not, it's like me and I talked about this with my friends a few nights ago and I, we talked about potential and I was right. like, um, dating potential. I said, it's so hard now because it's like, it is potential <laughs> is like it's two sides to it because it's like yep if he's motivated and he you know working on it and i can physically see what you're working on and i can yeah. support you because i'm that chick that's gonna like yeah i can help you get the I bag the, you yeah. know what i'm saying but then it's like I, I can dig that i can i can meet you there but then it's like on the other side like you you're a great guy. You have this awesome yeah. personality, but you ain't even trying. Like, yeah. how can I step to you? You know what I'm saying? That's how right. can I step? So it's like, I see both sides. And I see where women do feel like, I have a lot to, you know, they feel yeah. like women that are really out here killing the game, they feel like they have a lot to offer. But see, I feel like I'm in the same seat, right? Because yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just like, I date, I've date. i dated women who be like, 
I just can't live up to like your little standard. Mm-hmm. I can't live up in your little world. Yeah. Like I mean, and not that I'm like nobody for mm-hmm. real, but like I can I can call my mayor of my city right now and have a conversation with her. Like, hey, I don't like this. Yeah. You know, I, I work in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I make my own money. I have a degree. I'm working on my master's. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a lot to offer. So mm-hmm. I'm not at the table like, yo, how can you help me? Right. I'm at the table like, how can I help you? Right. But ultimately, I feel like the women that I encounter are like, well, you just have this these standards and you just mm-hmm. have this this idea of how it's supposed to be and I'm like no bro like just be about your business yeah. and yeah. as long as you're about your business and I'm I'm about mine we're gonna be good Yeah. but I nobody wants to really grind together he just yeah. has to have it already right and it's like th- that's so true nobody wants to grind together but I feel yeah. like it's so much more beautiful when you grind together when you grind together exactly. and you see where y'all came from together Legit. like you like wow remember when we was like you know, hustling out, hustling the, out trunk. the trunk, trying to make this work. Yeah. And look at us now. We exactly. traveling the world, killing it. So, yeah. like, I think it's such a beautiful thing. And I feel like I I hope as women who are continue to be empowered and to, you know, shine and be great, that they yeah. look at it from that perspective. Like, it's okay to date somebody who's on the come up. Yeah. It's okay to date somebody who is showing you that they're doing the work to be the best yeah. man that they can be. Now, granted, you don't want no bum. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you don't want no bums out here. Yeah. No scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. Legit. But it's just like we have to empower our men to yeah. get to the point. I feel like women have so much in them to give to our men. Yeah. Um, and if we get in tune with that, that is a part of us that God put in us, yeah. you know, to be a helpmate. So if we get more in tune with being a helpmate than trying to be the leader, exactly. then I feel like we will be a better, you know, partner for our men. Because yeah. a lot of times women want to lead. And that's yeah. the thing with this woman empowerment. It's like, oh, I'm a leader. I'm a strong woman. Yes, I'm a strong woman, but baby, but baby, I need a man. Like, <laughs> come on, baby. I need a man, okay? Legit. <laughs> it was so funny. Little story. Me and my mom was like getting stuff ready for my event a few weeks ago. And we putting all the stuff in my car. And, you know, my mama been married 30 years. And oh, she, like, we put this stuff in my car. And my brother had left, the, left and he didn't help us. And so we just put all this stuff in my car. My mama, I don't need no man. I'm like, sis, uh, actually, uh, uh, I do. I need it. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, 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 girl, you young. You do need a man. But, yeah. <laughs> and, like, like I said, she's been married 30 years. And she, wow. she gets the picture. But yeah. it was just funny to have that, like, moment with my mom. Like, she's like, yeah, yeah, girl, you do. You do. You still I mean, young. Even, even strong people need support. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And, yes. like, black women smile. Like, y'all be looking. It's so mean and men don't want to approach you you all you just always look at me yeah. like smile be friendly like mm-hmm. maybe then he'll step to you because i know like some of my friends they're like hey man she cold but like look how she walking and she all snooty acting like mm-hmm. y'all gotta relax y'all gotta yeah. let up you know what i mean yeah. everybody needs somebody no matter what for real for real for real so i had my homegirl Ask some questions. What Did up, homegirl? She girl? yes. She say, cute. Hey. What she look like? Oh, no, she oh she fine, fine. Okay, she a dime. Okay, okay. I'm looking for. I might have to All show right. you who she is. <laughs> okay, but I had her. I was like, girl, text me and um, send me some questions that you would want to ask a man. Like, what would you? What are questions if if you can ask him anything? What would you ask? Yeah. So, few questions that she asked. She said, "Does a strong, confident, independent black woman make you feel intimidated or less valuable in a relationship?" For me, not at all. I mm-hmm. I love a strong woman. I mm-hmm. lo- like I love black women. Mm-hmm. I love black women that are there is nothing sexier. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more attractive than a woman who's about her business. Yeah. With all of the women who are more concerned about their booties and their bank accounts, like <laughs> I want a woman that's about her bank account. Like yeah. that is her focus. Yeah. And can she be worried about both? I mean, hey. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? You better plug. <laughs> Come work out with me. 
But no, seriously, like, I'm not intimidated. It doesn't yeah. intimidate me. And even if I had a wife who made more than me, it still wouldn't intimidate mm-hmm. me because I know my responsibility and my role as a man. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, like, I was talking to my friend a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, bro, you know, it's it's hard right now in society because back in the day, men, they knew their roles. Mm-hmm. The man made the money. The man brought it home to the wife. The wife took care of the home. Mm-hmm. But now it's different because you have women who are making money, mm-hmm. bringing it home, and taking care of home, right? Yeah. And so the societal roles of what a man is supposed to be or do or respond or act has now changed. Mm-hmm. So now he's fighting to find his place. Yeah. But ultimately, you shouldn't be intimidated by the woman who says, hey, I can meet you at the table rather yeah. than having you come alone. Yeah. Like, I can step in with you and we can help. And I've watched, I mean, couples from around the world become even more successful as a result. So yeah. men chill. Yeah. Right? If she makes more money, like, salute her. Mm-hmm. Celebrate her. That's yeah. what's up. It's a partnership. I feel like yeah. what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Exactly. So, at the end of the day, if I'm bringing home more, let's figure out how we can use this to better yeah. our home. How yeah. can we pour this back into our home and create it to be better? And so... I, Money is money. Yeah, that's real. Money spends the same whether I'm making it or you making it. Exactly. It still spends the same. So nope, like I'm that. not intimidated at oh, all. Oh, <laughs> it's been the be. same. No matter who making it in the house, so long as it's coming in, exactly. we good. <laughs> we good. Our next question: Do you believe in traditional roles in marriage? A woman cooks, cleans; the man works and pays the bills. We kind of just touched on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I um, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I realize that. Sometimes it can be a lot on a woman Mm -hmm. to have to feed the kids, take care of the kids, pick up the kids, wash the clothes, Mm -hmm. cook the food, like vacuum, rub my feet, my back, make love to me. Like, you know, all these different things that can be a lot. And so I feel like men should try to find ways to step in in certain places, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe, okay, look, babe, I already cleaned up. You know what I'm saying? I already cooked tonight. You Mm -hmm. take care of the kids and do X, Y, and Z and you know, we'll be good. Yeah. Because you don't want to put too much stress on either partner. Exactly. You know, you want to make sure that you are a helpmate and you're beneficial to one another. Yeah, that's good. It's like, it's back to that partnership. Like, how can I help you? How can you help me? Exactly. Like, we both created these kids together. Mm -hmm. Let's make this work in and the if, best way if you do right can. by me we might make another <laughs> you never know <laughs> yes. um let's see what is one top thing on the list that you need from a woman one thing that i need from a woman or I, your woman from my woman yes oh my woman i can't wait okay yep. so put it in the atmosphere one thing i need from my woman is i need loyalty Mm-hmm. I think after you've been hurt the way I've been hurt and you've been treated the way I've been treated, I need a woman that can be loyal. Yeah. And not loyal when things are good. Not mm-hmm. loyal when I'm in rooms and you're coming in, you know, back doors with me and sitting on the front row. Mm-hmm. Not loyal when people, we're out and people are like, hey, what's up, Q? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm with Q. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need that type of loyalty. Not loyalty mm-hmm. when we had, you know, events for corporate or whatever like i need loyalty when nobody's watching yeah loyalty when nobody's looking when the dude at the bank says what up shorty and you like dude you ugly don't talk to me Mm -hmm. like and he like dang like what's up with her And she's like i got a man like Mm -hmm. i'm good i need loyalty when i'm not around yeah i need loyalty when you at the grocery store dude try to holler and you like no i'm faithful to my man Mm -hmm. and i love my man yeah you can't do me like my man can do me so i'm good yeah like i need loyalty when i'm not looking right yeah and that's my number one thing that i want in my woman yeah I like it. Yes. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Hey, <laughs> it is so important, man. Yeah. People 
people be out here flirting with other people, doing just all kinds of stuff. Dirty, nasty. like no respect your spouse, like Seriously, respect them, like anything for the clowns. Yeah, it's, it's just like respect them when they're there, when they're not around. Just you know, I think it's so important to have those boundaries. Yeah. Where, um, cause like I like I said, people be flirting and stuff. It's just like having those boundaries where you stop it. Be like, nope, actually, that's not. Right. I don't. I don't exactly. do that. So, yeah. Um, cause in the workplace, that can become very. Friendly, and you know, friendly like, turns. Into- I'm, I'm not gonna sit up and act like I didn't do my dirt. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Like there was a point in my life where I was the cheater. Yeah. Where I was the liar. Where I was the manipulator. I was getting over, just trying to sleep at whatever I could see. Right. Mm-hmm. I was in that space, but ultimately, when I went to therapy, was when I realized, like, oh, you really was just dealing with a lot and hurt it and not knowing how to deal with it mm-hmm. or handle it, and so yeah. you act out in these ways. So, I just I thank God every day that he's that the hurt helped me. Yeah, right? yeah. That's see from different perspectives, <laughs> yeah, huh? You the see, hurt, yeah. the hurt helped me, man. You know, sometimes more men need to be hurt. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Listen, it's I'm a whole dead. nother ball game when you're getting hurt. You're like, That's oh, shoot, real. let me. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see here. Okay. What is the best way a woman can communicate to you for it to be the most effective? Oh, man. Communication is key. You know, they say content is king in marketing, but communication is king <laughs> in relationships. Um, I don't, don't text me. Don't mm-hmm. text me. Don't text me, mm-hmm. right? Don't text yeah. me trying to say X, Y, and Z or explain something. Don't even call me. Mm-hmm. I think face-to-face communication is key and it's critical yeah. and it's crucial. People still have meetings for a reason. Yeah. Because they want to come in the room and be able to see how people respond, mm-hmm. how they act, how they think, are they paying attention. Yeah. You know, even in interviews, you know, some people do interviews over the phone, but mm-hmm. eventually they say, hey, you got to come into the room. Yeah. Or we've got to do a Skype thing because I got to be able to see you. Yep. And I think when it comes to communication from a man and a woman's perspective, like, Sit down with your man. Yeah. Like, take some time to be like, hey, babe, let's let's do a, you know, a mid-year check-in and see where we at. Yeah. Like, let's see what's good. You still like me? Mm-hmm. You know, is my booty still attractive to you? You yeah. still like my leg? Like, you got to have open, raw, and or- or- organic conversations mm-hmm. around where you are, where you want to go, and even some things that you got to work out. Right? Yeah. So, if you want to communicate with your man, stop texting him saying, hey, you getting on my nerves, you irritating you. Like, <laughs> sit down with your man and say, yo, let's have a conversation. Let's go get dinner and really chop it up so we yeah. can get to the root of some things and become better. Yeah, really, you know, face-to-face. Yeah. Communication has mm-hmm. so much nonverbal. It's so much of nonverbal. Exactly. So it's like, if I'm texting you, you can take that completely the wrong way. I have cussed people out and they've been like, I wouldn't even say it like that. I'm like, oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, my bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. For real, it can be taken totally the wrong way and twisted and turned. So I think that's so important. And then, like, yeah. what you said, like, sitting down and talking about your relationship, having those, like, open communication, I think that helps, that creates great growth because even if it is something that might not have been talked about you can have those moments where you're like you know actually like lately I've been feeling a little distance from you and that's that creates that space where like okay well what can I do to make it better and not feeling offended when someone says that like I've been feeling distant because it might necessarily not be you maybe work is just a little bit more busy this season maybe you know it's something else that you're dealing with personally and it might have nothing to do with that person so sitting down and having that conversation to say like hey like I'm feeling this way and then it creates so much growth and you draw right. closer to each other because exactly. you feel more comfortable about being, you know, vulnerable and transparent yeah. without the other person feeling offended yeah. or defensive. That's like, good. oh, well, this is, you know, like, no, don't get defensive when you're communicating. Like, right. be open to understand. And, like, I feel like it's important to 
like listen to understand rather than listen to respond. Exactly. That's you know? good. And I believe that's when another level of intimacy is created. Mm-hmm. I believe intimacy is not just created through sex, but it's created through conversation. Yeah. And the more open and raw and organic that you become with your partner or mm-hmm. somebody you like or you're dating or you're, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like the more that you have conversation, the more you see who they are, mm-hmm. the more you see where they want to go. And you, you learn them on a whole nother a level. A whole nother level. It's For beautiful. Real. It's it beautiful when beautiful. you learn somebody's mind instead of their body. Oh, yes. We The last podcast was on intimacy. And we Ooh. talked about the different stages of intimacy, like um, having emotional intimacy, um, so, social intimacy, yeah. physical intimacy. It's like all these different types of intimacy. Um, and like when you gain intimacy in the, all those different, you know, different parts of your life, then the intimacy with your partner becomes stronger because you now know them in so many different levels so that when you're actually having sexual intimacy with them, it becomes even greater because it's like, I know this person. Like, I know what makes them tick. And it becomes so much more rewarding in your relationship to have that communication. For sure. Yes. Let's see. What else is on the list here? Let me see what else she didn't ask. (laughs) (laughs) We have... Mm-mm-mm. What is sacrifice in a relationship? <sighs> sacrifice. Man, sacrifice can be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when you are in a relationship, sometimes sacrifice is monetarily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sacrifice is, hey, quality time, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to go, but I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy, but I'm going to buy. Like, yeah. Because when you love somebody, you are willing to make sacrifices for them. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it means, okay, I can't do what I was going to do because you have to do something and we have to go there. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to support you so that you know I'm loyal to you no matter what, regardless mm-hmm. of what I had planned already. Yeah. And I realized that when you make sacrifices like that and the other person sees those sacrifices, they respect you on a whole nother mm-hmm. level. Because they're like, man, you, you sacrificed for me when I know you didn't want to. Yeah. Like, you sacrificed for me when I know you really ain't have it but you still made sure like I ate you know what yeah, I'm saying that I was yeah, good yeah, and that's, that's what's it. up and people man people don't see the sacrifices like you see the dude and you think he got money but you don't even know he might just be spending his last on you mm-hmm. just to impress you like mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget I told my ex like there was a, a period where my boss at my previous job came to me and said hey you're too good for this I'm letting you go mm-hmm. and there was months where I didn't have a job and I had to find ways and yeah. I never told her and she was and then when I got a new job I was like you know I didn't have a job for like three months she was like are you serious mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah she's like but we went to Red Lobster we was eating at J. Alexander's we was going to like mm-hmm. all these different spots like yeah. he was taking me out like we was good and I'm like because that's what sacrifice looks like yeah like that is what sacrifice looks like mm-hmm. I don't have to always tell you that I'm going through a tight spot mm-hmm. just know you always gonna be good yeah that's good that's uh, good that's and then she turned around it no just like <laughs> she ain't about <laughs> Oh, baby. Look like, sounds like she lost. It was her loss. So you good. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. (laughs) Okay, last two questions. Um, Are we still asking women to be your girlfriend or are we just assuming? Wow, that's deep, though. mm. No, (laughs) it's crazy because, like, I feel like now 
we live in a society where we give boyfriends husband benefits and mm. we give girlfriends Speak on it. husband benefits, right? So yeah. people become things even before they become things yeah. because we give out, we overpromise, right? We give yes. out all these, oh, I want to be with you. And girl, I see us sitting on a yacht. Ooh, we chilling our babies good. These you know empty what I'm saying? Nothings. Right? These <laughs> empty promises. Yeah. And so people have this reality in their minds that, oh, we together. Yeah. When really he got two other chicks that he dating yep, the and same kicking thing. it with telling them the same exact thing and vice versa because don't get it twisted mm-hmm. women are just as scandalous as men right hot girl summer you know what i'm saying yeah. like, <laughs> legit hot girl summer <laughs> but i i realize man that like when it comes to just being upfront and being honest like mm-hmm. people have a hard time doing that yeah and so people have this preconceived notion that they're dating somebody when really they're not they're then not. they find out and they're like wait you've been talking to all these girls mm-hmm. like that and so i feel like some people are still with the traditional way of, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Let's date. Let's court. Hey, I'm interested in marrying you. Mm-hmm. What does that look like yeah. you know, in the next stage? I mean, and I, I even look at my relationships and stages like, all right, you know, we acquaintances right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know you. You don't mm-hmm. know me. If I right. ask you my birthday, you won't be able to tell me. Right. So we are acquaintances. You know, when we go into friendships, that means that you know personal things about me. I know personal things about mm-hmm. you. Now, beyond that, we like best friends. We almost family, right? Yeah. I call you sis or bro or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's when you really have shown and proven your loyalty to me mm-hmm. and even from a platonic relationship like and, and i mean even with my dating relationship right i'm like bro like i know you, you want me yeah. but at the end of the day we not there mm-hmm. so stop telling me that you ready for a husband i don't care about that <laughs> i don't care that you want to be married i really no, don't care we're like, going to be doing that though <laughs> first first day i want a long dress and i want it to be like real tight at the bottom like you know, I want a pairing. Yeah. Um. Show me Tiffany rings. You and Tiffany can go out the door. Like, because I'm not buying. Yo. But there are men who I believe are still carrying the standard of mm-hmm. dating and courting and loving women. You know, my favorite movie is Love Jones. Yeah. And I love that movie because, like, he is constantly pursuing her mm-hmm. and letting her know I'm interested in you and yeah. I want to be with you and I want to date you and you are the woman that I love. Yeah. And I feel like there are still men who are carrying out the gentleman aspect of chasing and pursuing. Yeah, yeah. And not creating this false Where reality. Where they at, though? Of, Where they at? Where they at? Okay, they coming. They coming. They, 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 there they go. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> but yes, I, I think that's good, you know, because a lot of times as women, we put these expectations yeah. on the table on the first day. Legit. It's like, why are you expecting him to be so... To, why are you ex- expecting so much when you just met someone? Exactly. So many times we'd be like, this is going to be, he's going to be this, this, this. Yeah. You get from the first day like, oh, girl, he was amazing. Right. You know, like, chill, relax. He is not he's, your boyfriend. Yeah, he's not. Relax. Um, no, like, seriously, because I had this girl, like, I was kicking it with her. And, like, girls started calling me every day. Mm. And I'm like, why are you? <laughs> you I turn, I said, why are you calling me? I'm about to block you, bro. Like, er, hey, just was checking on you. Hey, leave me alone. Like, I'll call you, bro. Like, give me a couple of days. Let's go a couple of weeks. Like, I'll weeks? check it. I mean, like, you know, give me a week. I got to think about if I liked you, if you smelled good. Like, but you know then she on the other side thinking, like, you're not interested. But I'm not her boyfriend, right? Right, We right. just kicking it. Yeah. We just went out. Why yeah. you calling me every day? Every day is a little much. Oh. I mean, it is a little much. She, she but is as, deleted. Look, look. She's already deleted. <laughs> Listen, Q. Oh, my God. Dang. Already deleted. She so, probably like, what happened to Q? She, for real. Yeah, Listen, you just really, found out. She, well, I hope she listened in so she can find out. Now she know. <laughs> but, for, yeah. like, women, though, like, on the, just coming from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. it's like, if 
you go out with somebody and then he stop hitting you up yeah. or like your thought process, give me a week. Like she already like in her mind as yeah. a woman, she's like, whoa, he didn't like me. He ain't yeah. feeling me. Because like, y'all read into things differently than too, we, we so deep. Like y'all are so, we so deep. Deep, we so deep. Oh, bro. he didn't open the door. He's not good. You know, it's just Seriously. everything is so like and I've, I've logical to, and just no. Ugh. Y'all are y'all Ooh. are extra. Very and I've so. talked to so many different kind of women because yeah. I wanted to be exposed, like to the hood chick, mm-hmm. to the bougie chick, to the chick that's just chilling, to the chick that got okay. a good job. Like I wanted, I wanted to <laughs> you date all. Like. You know what I'm saying? I want to know what <laughs> it's like. You know, I've dated a woman who wanted me to open the car door and every door she walked in, oh, like wow. she did not play. Wow. So if you don't open the door, like she would be like, um, excuse me, like what are you doing? <laughs> Yo, relax. And I'm like, oh, okay, relax. like uh, okay, she's she's teaching. I'm like, every door you lost your mind, like you know what I'm saying? Like we can get out the cars, bro. You know? But <laughs> I had to, I had to learn that. Yeah, I had to learn that. Yeah. But I also think like. Man, you got to understand where you are. Mm-hmm. You got to understand where you are in the process of your relationship and who mm-hmm. you're talking to. Like, if y'all just met this week, man, like, don't expect them to call you every day. Yeah, no. Like, no. expect the text on Wednesday if y'all went out, you know, last yeah. Sunday or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I get it. But on a woman's perspective, they over y'all here not thinking. Like that. They like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Bruh, bruh, and caught. You're blocked. <laughs> For real, I'm Y'all, just, I'm, you would block him? No, I I wouldn't. Okay, I wouldn't. But I'm just like you know, on a like in our minds, yeah. we're thinking like, well, why didn't he call or why didn't he text? Like, yeah. And it's like I feel like sometimes our expectations are really high, and we need to like kind of chill. Yeah. Because even me, I have brothers, so I I know how guys think. I know how they operate. <laughs> like that's my whole life. I've been around guys. Yeah. So like it's. As women, we are overthinkers, Most and we like are. really read into too much. Like for me, like I'll call, I'll talk to my brother about a guy. He like Larissa, you just gotta relax. Yeah. Like my brother tell me all the time, he like Larissa, like it's too many guys for yeah. you to be pressed <laughs> about that. Like, and it's just like, but as a woman, you be like, yeah. it's just a little stuff. He's like, that's something so small. Like, let it go. But y'all, y'all read but into everything. We there, do. There's been time. My friends, they say like, you, you're very flirtatious. And I had to be very cautious of that because I know that can get out of control. I'm like, I didn't even like her. She was fat. Like, you know what I'm saying? But she'd be thinking like I'm feeling her because I was like, oh, my gosh, you look amazing today. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's just like little compliments. But y'all like read into everything. Yeah, they do. It's like scary. Yes, that is scary. And I talked about this on the last podcast, too, how like in the past, like previously, if a guy would compliment me, I would instantly be like, ooh, what's up? Like, like, instantly like, yeah. But then as I grew and I gained like, I was self love, confidence, yeah. God's love, and I really understood who I was and yeah. understanding what I wanted mm. um, in a guy and what I needed. Like That's good. I knew that every compliment was not necessarily right. for like for me to be like like thinking that he wanted me. Yeah. I had to know like no, that was just a compliment, yeah. and I'm gonna take it as a compliment. Exactly. And like I'm not gonna take it for anything more. Did yeah. he want me? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. If he wants, he will. You know, he will show me that. So now I take every compliment as a compliment. No more. That ain't. Yeah. It ain't nothing more to it. But so many women don't. They nah. read into it and be like, and, it, and I feel like that lacks in that self-love yeah. area and knowing who they are. Exactly. Because I know that every man is not for me, yeah. period. A lot of guys might compliment me. A lot of guys might slide in my DMs. A lot of guys might say you pretty, whatever. But I know that 
not every guy is for me. And and that's like what I had to realize from a man's perspective. Like, man, just because she got a big booty and she talk well and she nice and she friendly and she dressed <laughs> nice, that doesn't mean that she the one for me, right? Yeah. Like, just because yeah. she fine on Instagram, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I know she's accessible and I can reach out to her and be like, yo, what's good? Like, that doesn't mean that she's the woman for me. Exactly. And so, like, my pursuit is, God, show me who's for me. Yeah. Show yeah. me which woman I'm supposed to have. Show me my wife so that I can pursue her. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to send something as an appetizer in between, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But like, show <laughs> me, like, <laughs> show appetizer. me, you know, show me what's mine <laughs> so that I only pursue what's mine. Yeah, for sure. Because we don't want to waste our time yeah. at all. Last question, and then we're going to wrap it on up. Okay. But so, social media and relationships. Oh my God. So, this is the part where, like, and it's so crazy because when you have to go through, and delete pictures. Mm. Mm. You got to go through and be like, okay, where are the photos of me or her? So I can get rid of those photos. And then people are like, yo, I noticed that such and such just disappeared. <laughs> they ain't and you're no like, more. yeah, I don't know where they are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I have no, no idea. But be be very careful, man. Yeah. I, I would tell anybody, be very careful with social media. Um, it, it has helped me mm-hmm. and it has hurt me at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like when people are so consumed with social media, they create these false realities. For sure. And how relationships are supposed to be, and yeah. they get enticed by other things. Yeah, and, we want you other know, people's stuff. Yeah, and the same thing that can drive, you know, deposits can drive depression. Yeah. And that's how I look at social media. But when it comes to social media from a relationship standpoint, you know, don't, if you're just kicking it with somebody, please don't post that you're mm-hmm. just kicking it with them. No. Like, don't don't post no photo. Don't put them in no Instagram story. <laughs> don't, don't share. You know, if I was, I, listen, I used to be out, yeah. and I would post post like just the sand and they're like oh you and Callie that's what's up who you with me (laughs) having a good time (laughs) enjoying myself bro you never know who I'm with that's nobody's business right yeah and I feel like people jump the gun too soon and they're so quick to post and Mm -hmm. then some happens and then we see them disappear right take it slow like I'm not I'm not posting my next girl till we married like, it's gonna be like, oh, Linda, dang, Q was single, happened? and oh, he's married. You, That's what's up. I li- literally, literally, me and my cousins was talking about this. We was like, yeah, it's gonna be pop up. Like, wow, there's my ring. They were like, who was That's it? How, how did this be. happen? Like, exactly. yeah, I have two takes on it though. Because okay. I do feel like we should respect our own privacy more on social media. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people put themselves out there too much and put their own business out there too much. So it's like, respect yourself. Like, For sure. You know, protect your privacy, respect it. But then on the other side, like, it's, like, two-sided. One side, I'm like, mm, ain't nobody going to know till I'm married, okay? Yeah. Um, but then on the other side, it's like, love is beautiful, <laughs> yeah. right? It's it a is. beautiful thing. And you it, can wait till you're married to show it, right? Right, I get it. But <laughs> <laughs> right, it's listening. a beautiful thing. And not everybody that we encounter or date hmm. is meant to be loved our entire lives you know we might have dated them for a period of time so why can't we embrace mm. this is just a different perspective devil's okay. advocate out here we're just embracing that love in that season to when we not necessarily hoping it to end but we just like embracing the love and in life we know that life has cycles and sometimes it might end and that's okay mm. like can we be okay with it yeah. you know going through those moments and being more real like yeah. I don't love. I mean, I love them. We were in love, and now we're not. And now I'm on to the next. You know. So, but it's. I'm, I'm just saying, okay. a devil's advocate. I'm just yeah. saying, it's two perspectives. I'm looking at it two perspectives. Like, can we embrace love more and yeah. show that it's genuine and real? That you know, people do break up. That's a real thing. No, like people seriously. break up. So it's like, are we hiding? 
from that? Like, are we hiding our hurt? Are we hiding? You know, you actually, like, just sparked a lot of thoughts in my head because I never actually viewed it from that perspective. Like, why can't we just be two people who fell in love, mm-hmm. who created a lot of memories, mm-hmm. and then life just separated us. Yeah. And now we're just going about our own way. Exactly. And yeah. we appreciate the love that we share, the love that we had. We, mm-hmm. you know, salute to her and all that she's doing. Yeah. You know, but this is where I am, and now I'm moving on. Yeah. You know, but then you still got to go back and delete the photos, right? <laughs> <laughs> delete all the yeah, photos, the right? Pictures, you know, yeah, so it's still, still work. Got, and then yeah. what did those memories create for you mm-hmm. when you look at them? You know, when I, yeah. if I look back and I'm like, man, here's this photo of us in the Virgin Islands. Like, yeah. man, Ooh, yeah, like, it what, does is, trigger. what yeah. is this sparking, yeah. you know? Because it's something on my computer. I can't seem to delete this video it, from the past. Mm. It won't delete off my computer. So really? if you got any any ways okay. to get it off, gotcha. let me know. I got a friend. Everybody got a friend. It won't. It no, just will not delete. It's my eye movie. It won't go away. <laughs> like, I had to go through and delete old photos yeah. and old videos yeah. from my phone and camera roll. Because, you know, y'all just grab dude's phone and just start taking pictures. <laughs> just in case another chick come by. You know what I'm saying? It's with them. They see y'all face. But, like, just, I, you got to be careful, right? Yeah. With this social media beast and the social media tool. Like, yeah. if you know y'all just kicking it, just kick it. Like, yeah. don't expose them. That's you know? true. That's but if true. y'all want to go somewhere but at the same time if you on your grind and you just want to embrace love (laughs) you know it's two sides to the story you know it can work either ways and I feel like it's just knowing for that person what works best for them listen the next woman I post we gonna be married they gonna be like dang like they on a yacht doing what What? that's what's up yo that's I ain't and got then, time for nothing different. You listen, know? I've been, I'm, I'm done. I played. I've done my, done my yeah, thing. You know, it, but, but you gotta let her to be known. You gotta mm. share it with the world. You can't have people out here thinking you look single. Cause know, on right? a guy's perspective, even on a woman's, like, yeah. when you go on against somebody's social media and you like, cause nowadays people will slide oh, they in they will. and they be like, no woman, no woman, no You've woman. You've been single for too long. No What's man, up? No man, no man. Exactly. Oh, let me slide. You know, so it's yeah. like also having that. Yeah. Like, do you need to put taken in the bio? Right. Like, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> going back to, like, situation. the MySpace days, taken in love. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? that's real. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, what real. do you need to do? But, yes. I'm looking. Yes, so, hey. That's my status, hey. baby. I'm getting a shirt to say I'm looking. All right, there you go, then. <laughs> but if you ain't got no money, take your broke down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with you. Man. Oh, man, that was good. So, thank you so much for, sure. for you know, joining me today on today's podcast. Yeah. It was so um, intuitive to just hear and talk to you and learn even from you know what you had to say and I yeah. think so many women who listen in will gain more perspective and yeah. honestly um, you know just a different you know outlook on how they can go about when it comes to dating and understanding a man's perspective on dating because like I said sometimes we're so hard on our black men we're so yeah. quick to disqualify um, before we even um, learn and understand who he is um, because we're just looking at the resume mm-hmm. but it's more more to it than a resume. I've dated yeah. based off the resume and it didn't go well. So you have to really dig deep and understand who somebody is before we disqualify. So yeah. thank you. No, let me say I, I appreciate this opportunity. Whenever I get the chance to just sit down with people who I know have genuine hearts and we can create authentic conversations, I think those are the things that bring about the greatest change. Yeah. And so my hope is that somebody who's listening, somebody who tunes in even weeks, months, years from now, they hear this and they're like, you know what? I'm going to give more black men grace. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, ladies, thank you so much. And I hope that y'all give our black men grace because they need it. It's hard out here for y'all. It is kind of hard. You know, it is. It's kind of 
set up for black men to not have the best yeah. opportunities. So um, I just hope that we can look at a different perspective and give our men a little more grace. Yeah, if you got a black man at home, just go up to him and hug him. Yeah, show see him a love. black man, say, what's up, yes. black man? Affirm him. I think it's so yeah. important to affirm our men. Um, and just as women are empowering each other, we need to empower our men too. Yeah. You know, put words in their ears and tell them how amazing they are. And... Yeah, I think that's important. I'm always trying to sure. tell a black man, I see you. Like, yeah, you dope. You're I amazing. You. So, mm. yes. Thank you guys for listening. As always, continue to blossom. Um, this is the Blossoming Podcast. So, make sure you screenshot your, your screen and let me know that you listen in. And also, share it with a friend. And if you can, do me a favor and leave a rating on the podcast app for me. And let me know what you think. Slide in my DMs. Share. Let's keep the conversation going. So, Share it on Facebook, Instagram, text it, however you want to share it. Make sure you share it with your friend. And Q, can you let them know where they can find you? Yeah, so if you want to connect with me, um, I talk a lot about healing, love, life, and even just kind of some cool things that I do here and there. Um, you can always go to QMorgan.com. That's Q-U-E-M-O-R-G-A-N. And it's the same on all of my social media. That's QMorgan, Q-U-E-M-O-R-G-A-N, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let's connect. And again, let's continue the conversation. All right, all right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your day.